Melbourne and welcome to the Sports Desk on your Friday afternoon. Sam Manhennett back here with you again and of course Jason Evans and Adam Miller. I am happy to hear from you Sammy. That uh, was the most seamless intro you've ever done. You've gotten rid of the Friday morning curse. Congratulations. Yes. If you're tuning in and going, who are these guys? Well, we normally for the past couple of years have been on Friday mornings. Uh, but now we've moved to the afternoon time to drive you home to get you ready for your weekend full of sport action and it's quite a bit, actually, look, too. This time next week, we'll have seen the first AFL game and getting ready for our oh. second one for 2023. <laughs> so that's going to be fantastic when that comes around. But afternoon, boys. How are you feeling? Oh, it's a big one for me. It's been a very busy week for myself, and it'll be a very busy week for myself the following week. And it all starts tomorrow when I'm down at Phillip Island for the Phillip Island Historic Classic again. It's my second time covering the Phillip Island Historic Classic uh, since my time as a volunteer at In Pit Lane, which is an RMI TV uh, production. Ooh. And it's a really yeah. good fun doing that kind of thing. I was talking about it with you just before we went on air, actually. And uh, get excited for this one because there's some international F1 cars coming Ooh, down. Nice, and apparently there's nice. going to be like 11, there's about 11 Safe. old school European F1 cars coming Safe. down to Phillip Island for all to see. And uh, I'm on the crew within Pit Lane to help cover it. Oh, exciting time. So safe to say you don't ever bring out your Inara Redhead this uh this, uh, weekend I'll bring up. out my inner rev head. What's ironic too is that I'm not the biggest follower of motorsport, but I love going to historic events. Uh, There's some beautiful cars on display. It's nice seeing like I'm not that big of a car fan, but just something about seeing old like muscle cars and things are just just really pretty. F1 yeah. Uh, yeah. Formula, uh, I guess I'm not, I don't think S5000s will be there, but Formula Ford definitely will be there. Just Ooh. there is some tr- there is some terrific. Beauties have you there. been for a, a hard lap? <laughs> I've not done a hard lap, lap yet. <laughs> I, I, again, I've filmed a lot of hard laps, and I filmed Ferraris go around it, but yeah. I haven't had the chance to do oh, anything no, that like would that. would be a great piece of content for the show. It certainly <laughs> would be, but uh, there will be a spe- <laughs> uh, there will be a special in pit uh, of the work that we do this weekend. It will be making the in pit lane motorsport news this Tuesday. Uh, oh no, sorry, not this. Tuesday, live on Tuesday on Channel 31 this Thursday, and uh, uh, on the Easter long weekend, there will be a full half-hour special of our time at the uh, Phillip Island Historic Classic 2023, and uh, that's a great warm-up for the Grand Prix that is next week. Adam, are you excited for that? Ah, uh, yes. Uh, they're going They're going through the uh, Middle East swing at the moment. They just had their first round. Um, F1 is back with a bang. Thri- again, thriving off the Driver Survive um, recent release Drive to Survive series, and they had their first round in uh, Bahrain. And it was uh, same as all, same as tradition. Uh, big Max Verstappen of uh, Red Bull, Red Bull Racing led home a one-two for the for the uh, for the Austrian outfit. And uh, Fernando Alonso um, turning the clock back to take a much surprising and just absolutely out of nowhere uh, third place position for uh, Aston Martin. So the uh, the uh, the Poms who are listening uh, to us right now will absolutely love that noise. <laughs> Okay, well, we'll get into some other stories. Uh, of course, straight off the news press today, Football Australia will launch the first ever Women's Australia Cup next year to capitalise on the expected boom uh, in participation following the 2023 Women's World Cup, adding an extra layer of competition to the domestic game for women and girls. The nationwide knockout tournament, will, which will follow the men's format in being open to clubs from the community level all the way to the elite A-League women 
will be the first of its kind in any code played by women in Australia. The Women's Australia Cup will also act as a second qualification pathway for the incoming AFC Women's Asian Champions League. The winner of the Australia's Cup will automatically qualify for the Women's Champions League alongside the Premier's Premiers of the A-League women, mm. opening the door for women's clubs below the professional level to access Asian football more broadly for the first time. So I think that's no, really massive for the that's game. That's awesome. And I think it was just announced today that the Matildas will also be versing the uh, Scots. So when they kind of head overseas to verse, um, to verse England at uh, the Brentford Stadium, I think they're also well, they're, they're going to have a uh, warm-up game against the Scottish outfit. Yeah, no, no. the Scottish lasses, so it'll be uh, very nice. More games are better, more publicity for the tournament, which is really cool. And I think they have announced they don't be dropping the um, Visit Saudi um, sponsorship. So I think that's been kind of making it around there. And I think that's been getting a lot... Has uh, that go- been confirmed? Yep. I think so, yeah. Because um, a lot of the uh, women, especially some of the girls, um, I think it was Polkinghorn. Could be wrong, but I know there were quite a few girls who were really outspoken about it for obvious reasons. So I think that's kind of cool that the uh, organisers organizer are actually listening to the players and hearing kind of what are the things that they kind of want and need to make this tournament both a success on the pitch and off the pitch. Because if this goes well, no matter the result of the Matildas, there's, there's a chance it could inspire um, future generations of girls to kind of take up, the, take up the beautiful game that we all love. So it's really nice to see. Really awesome. Yep. No, that's massive for the game and the league, overall Australian league as well. Uh, also, speaking of women's football, uh, considering we play France in a friendly... Um, well, I say friendly, but I don't think it's so friendly. Um, especially right before the World Cup on our home soil and Australians being upset about the men's defeat from France. Oh, exactly, uh, yeah. I don't think it's going to be so friendly <laughs> Might after have a bit all. bit of an edge to it, I think. Uh, we can but this throws an interesting one. France head coach for the women's uh, has been fired just five months out from the Women's World Cup oh. uh, after an internal rule review by France Football oh, no. Federation. Committee found her irreversible rift between herself and a number of senior players. The reviews were sparked by the decision of the captain, uh, Wendy Renard, to withdraw from the national team last month due to ongoing issues with the management. So, interesting one, that one. (laughs) Not so good for (laughs) France. Always chaotic in the French football uh... situation. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Also in the news today, it's a sad one for... Uh, Pat Cummings, he, the Australia team are wearing black armbands on the second day of the fourth test against India after his mother Maria died of breast cancer. Cummings oh. flew home to Australia immediately after the team's second test defeat in India in Delhi last month to be around his family. Maria died in Sydney overnight three weeks after Cummings returned home. Australian players were told of Cummings' mother death on Friday ahead of the crucial second day in uh, Ahmedabad. Um, how do you say it again? I pronounce I think, it. I think I'm a bad. I'm a bad. I pronounced it right before we went on air, but as soon as I've gone to air, I've stuffed it. Mm. Uh, so we are deeply sanded about the passing of Maria Cummings overnight, a cricket Australian statement yeah. read. So uh, yeah. from everyone here at the Sports Desk, we send our condolences and prayers to the uh, Cummings family. Yes. And I think that's about all the news I've got so far. If you've got any stories before we go to our first break. No major stories, but coming up after the break is that Adam is going to break down what has been happening in detail of Australia versus India. You're going to lead us through that. And also the challenge that has been laid from a galaxy far, far away of let's explore a sport that's more niche. I'm going to do my two-minute hockey breakdown and Adam is going to join me in introducing his niche sport that he follows a little bit later on too, Sam. Okay, well, we can't wait to include that on this Friday afternoon. We'll start you off with Foles on the sports desk on Sin on your Friday afternoon. Wake me up, Foles on Sin on the sports desk on your Friday afternoon. And it's time to get a cricket update. 
Take it away, Adam. The good, the good times keep on rolling for the Aussie outfit. Where after coming from the clouds after a disastrous first two tests to take to actually dominate the third test, the what a uh, humble pie was eaten then. Oh, exactly. Uh, history, history uh, keeps on getting better for us. Uh, currently at the uh, Narendra Stadium in Ahmedabad, and the Aussies are doing really well. Kawaja's Usman Kawaja struck a first century on the uh, first day. Um, and he's honestly played a fantastic series for what he's for what difficult is our batting outfit has had. He should be really proud of his efforts, and his first century plus some support from Cam Green uh, led us to finish uh, two hundred fifty five for four at the uh, close of the first things to play, and um, yeah, it was really nice, really cool. Now, so, if we give a quick update in the studio, Sam's actually put the scores up because oh, this lovely. game is still ongoing as we uh, as we speak right now. So, and what I'm are assuming, some of the main well, updates th- right think, now? I think they're having a bit of a break at the moment because it's just saying... Yeah, uh, I think it'd be about lunchtime around, Cam- around India. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Uh, Cameron Green... Oh, they've just flicked it off the <laughs> screen. <laughs> so, you'll have to come back to me. Studio bloopers, everybody. But, yeah, um, last time I checked, the good times were rolling. Kawaja just passed 150 and Cam Green, I think it was about 80 not out. So, it's just um, fantastic. Really cool. But we were a bit fortunate on the first day of play. I saw one of the worst drop catches you will ever see by the uh, by Barat, who's the Indian wicketkeeper. It was it was a drop catch you see at um at, at I think Milo cricket or at Milo a, cricket or or Milo that cricket. juvenile. Oh, it was just a nice edge straight into the bread basket. All you had to do is kind of stick out the palms and whacked into the gut, dropped onto the ground. It uh, was not a uh, bright... On a bit of a rough day for the Indians, uh, that kind of set the standard out uh, per se. But, yeah, um, that that uh, that drop, which I reckon happened around the 10 or 12 run mark, um, let's uh, have a good start. Um, Kawaja and Head added 61 runs for the first wicket. Kawaja, um, Head, again, is scoring a really, really nice run rate. I think he made about 30 or 40, which after a series in which people have been scoring like one every three or four balls, that's really nice to see. But yeah, um, Cam, um, Smith and Labuschagne, uh, they're they're having their struggles at the moment. The two best batsmen in the world, in my completely non-biased opinion. So our number three and four, they aren't performing as great as they would. But um, Cam Green has kind of really kind of definitely stepped up after being stiff to miss out on the first two uh, things. He's definitely kind of proven his spot, and um, I think it's safe to assume with this performance in India, he's um definitely assuring that he will be a fixture in the Ashes. Uh coming up in a couple of months, and the World Test Championship, which is also coming up, uh, I think a month or two before the Ashes in India, in India, in Lords. So the home, the home of cricket as, per se. So, so I reckon, um, right now, I reckon, after all the doom and gloom I've been spreading the last month, I'm happy I might be a little bit wrong. I think, um, sun is on, the, the sun is on the horizon. The Australians are kind of chugging on really nicely. So it's really cool. Uh, for those who want to know, the fall of wickets, um, across the first day of play were, uh, 15.3 overs for Travis Head, 61 for 1. Uh, Manus Labuschagne, 72 for loss of 2, 22.2. Steve uh, Smith, uh, 151 for 3, 63.4. And uh, Peter Hanscom, 70.4. So as we can kind of see, one wicket often follows another wicket. and But it's been good that we've kind of not had that batting collapse because as we kind of saw in the first and second test, it was a case of one wicket equals two wickets equals three equals four. And that, that does not equal a good time for us. The, yeah. the scores have popped up again, if you oh. want me to quickly go through them. Yeah, so let's get a bit of an update. Usman Kawaja not out uh, for 150. Oh, and Cameron yeah, Green not out for yeah. 95. So Australia's four for 347. 
Uzi is uh, Uzi's on fire at the moment. I think it's just about being our best batsman of the um, of the tour. I got to say, Adam, we're, before we were walking into the studio, about fifteen minutes before, we were reading a scoreline of three hundred and seventeen. Before it's raining runs over there. Seemingly. Oh, exactly. <laughs> It's definitely What's not... the heat? Is it hot? At, uh, oh, it'd be the the humidity, especially in the subcontinent, is insane. It would, humidity problem more than heat. Yeah, that, that, so, that's yeah. more plausible. It seems. From what I've heard, it's like playing a it's like playing the Amazon. Like, it's oh, a, I couldn't. It can't be like the Amazon. I, I, it might be a bit of a visual image of, of them playing in forest with <laughs> snakes and things coming past. No, using the snake but, is kind of the cricket bat. But then the, the Amazon, that's more known for its insects as well. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, was yeah. I know the pictures are strange quality, but I didn't I mean, expect that. We are getting a. There have been some really strange pictures that kind of come out of the Narendra Modi Stadium named after the Indian Prime Minister. Because it's like, it's, I think it's like a 100,000 seater stadium. And apparently there's about a thousand people in there at the moment. Yeah, there's not a good turnout, but I tell you who is there. Elbows in in, in oh, attendance. Yeah. So yeah, I saw a very funny image of they kind of had a ceremonial float, and they were kind of giving Elbow and Modi a bit of a lap of honor before the before the thing. And I think when I, <laughs> and he has some really I saw some great memes online about this kind of scene where they were kind of Modi was uh, lining up next to the uh, next to the Indian uh, cricket team. They were kind of doing the national anthem. And I think it's kind of saying, Modi kind of saying to like Collie, it's like, can, so can I come in like first or second drop today and all that? I can kind of really, I'm great with the, I'm great with the country's leadership. I think I can be a leadership on the pitch as well. So yes, um, uh, politics is a, it's in a chaos. But um, I think that's all for cricket. Uh, exciting times for the, uh, for the Aussie fans, including me. Yeah. yeah, well, we'll see how they go for the rest of today. Uh, and the rest of the tests that Armored oh, I stuffed it up again. <laughs> <laughs> Come, coming up, however, we are going to throw back to Adam to introduce his first edition of the niche sport uh, breakdown. Not just yet. Not just yet. No, I said coming up. Yeah. But it's also why I said coming up after this next song. Well, we're not there yet. Not there yet. No. Ah, jump the gun. <laughs> I, I'm excited no, I'll though. Hold my hand up. But I'll be careful up. not to jump the gun. You can get the trombone if you like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, we're going to talk basketball now. Oh, lovely. And, of course, as we mentioned on Monday, things are heating up uh, uh, between Australia and New Zealand, especially with the Sydney Kings and the New Zealand Breakers. So uh, we mentioned on Monday that it's kind of been a switched over battle. The the Breakers might have a bit of an advantage now. Is a home ground advantage Um, uh, proving uh, quite fruitful um, this series? Yes. No, no. It showed up a few things. So uh, Mm -hmm. today will be the third game, 7.30, and, of course, I'll play one more on mm. Sunday at four o'clock. So the first result last Friday went Breakers way away from home, ninety-five to eighty-seven, and then the second game uh, went the Kings way um, mm. at Breakers homes, eighty-one to seventy-four. So it's going to be interesting. Uh, we spoke about how, uh, especially, and I mean, mm. I don't know. Traveling overseas adds a bit more to oh exactly. Uh, Even though it's like only fixtures, like yeah. I think it's only like three like three hours between us and the New Zealand jet lag is a fixture, especially when you're kind of like a professional athlete. You need to be at 110 percent before each match. It's kind of the match of all matches. It's the grand yep. final, and what also makes uh, basketball unique is that there's no kind of like one grand final. It's always like a best of three or a best of five or a best of seven, and that's so weird comparing to other sports where it's kind of like the one or like most soccer leagues they don't even have a grand final. But kind of other sporting leagues, kind of there's one like big, there's like your Super Bowl or it's kind of like the Stan- not Stanley Cup. That's another advantage of the best of seven. So it's kind of like a weird phenomenon, kind of seeing those kind of best of seven games where basically all the other sports I've watched is kind of like there's a big grand final, the big kind of day. Yeah. If you, if you lose, you, you don't get the trophy. If you win, congratulations. Yeah, well, I, I think 
there's argument to that it's it's a lot harder because you've got to stay up for a lot more games. Oh, exactly. and, and then, so it does make for an interesting thing. So we'll see how, but I think on Monday we, we said we were hoping <laughs> the New Zealand breakers had oh, an exactly. advantage here. Yeah. Uh, we're so, not biased at all being Melbourne. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, Sydney, we don't, we don't mention Sydney insiders here and all. I like the Swannies, but anything else in the sport team related is like, no, <laughs> we, we, we ignore those. Uh, that um, being said, their third game is upcoming, isn't it, Sam? Yeah, yeah so tonight. 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 Uh, tonight. So tune in. Yeah, to let's. Yeah, no, we're going to back the breakers again. Nice. Let's do it. I think. Make, for, and for, best of five, by the way. So whoever gets this this yeah. one, they're in a really good spot. Mm. One think, more win and they're champs. Got to go for an underdog for them to kind of go from bottom of the table last season to potentially winning it all this season would be an absolutely amazing effort. And to add to that narrative even more, Sydney are going, trying to go back to back. Oh, exactly. So it's truly, it's not, you wouldn't say David versus Goliath, but it's kind of, it's, it's a little, little bit, a little, a, t- a kind of like a less dramatic version of that per se. Okay. Let's move across the pond now to the NBA. Um, we'll look at some of the quick results from today. Uh, yep. So here's a little uh, rundown of all the major results to take uh, place today. In New Orleans, a flurry of late scoring for CJ McCollum led the, uh, led the Pels to a 113-106 victory over the, uh, Ma- over the struggling Mavericks. Whose uh, trade to get Kyrie Irving clearly is not play- paying uh, dividends. I kind of saw the other day they've lost at the last end of lost the last five or six. So yeah, um, Luca was not his uh, proliferous uh, scorer. He was only held to fifteen points, so that's a bit of, uh, especially in the, with the lead up to uh, the playoffs. That's a bit worrying. Uh, my Bulls uh, pulled an absolute uh, game from the clouds, uh, led by the goat Zach Levine. I will. Chicken myself there. Uh, Zach Levine, he uh, pulled in 29 points of the uh, the Bulls. Uh, knocked off the uh, high-flying Nuggets with the soon-to-be MVP, Nikola Jokic. Um, yeah, knocked off their uh, eight-game winning streak with a 117-96 victory in Colorado, I'm going to say. Uh, other games, um, Phoenix, a um, bit of a weird situation in Phoenix game. Um, Kevin Durant um, twisted his ankle midair. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, How do you doing, do that? Well, I don't know, but apparently that's kind of the, what they said. The so velocity the, of turning the leg, is that what would cause it? I don't know, but it was kind of, I was watching it on Reddit, Reddit, interesting place, Reddit, but I was kind of watching a video <laughs> from the light side, and you see him kind of launch up, yeah. and then you kind of like see him kind of like, kind of like go ouch, like midair, kind of like almost like kind of grab, start grabbing his leg, and you just kind of see him kind of fall to the ground. It was almost like huh. a bit, bit melodramatic. But yeah, um, I think KD's going to be out for a couple of week, week, week or two, that's what we're kind of guessing, but I think with the Suns kind of just about top of the vision, I just don't think they're going to risk, um, risk an injury leading into playoffs. It didn't um didn't help them. Uh, it didn't exactly hold them back per se. Uh, they trounced the uh, Giddy led uh, Giddy and Shai Gillis Alexander led um thunder hundred thirty two to hundred and one houses. And um in the uh, in the T City in uh in Boston, uh, Jason Tatum scored thirty points as the Celtics snapped their three game losing streak with a hundred fifty three ninety three victory over the over the uh, Trailblazers. And in, and a quick uh, rundown of some of the other results. Uh, Cavs knocked off Heat a hundred four to hundred. Blazers uh for, I mean just said that. Uh, Hawks lost off the Wizard in a tight one, hundred twenty-two down twenty, and uh, Raptors uh, fell to Clippers, hundred eight. So yeah, and um, if some of you guys want to tune to some games tomorrow, the major ones I can bring are probably Cavs and Heat once again, T Wolves and Nets, and um, uh, why not Sixers and uh, Blazers. Okay. Yeah, I think that's all, all to talk about it from across the pond. Interesting heating up. Uh, I wonder how many weeks to go before the playoffs start heating up. Couldn't be more than a month or two. Month I think they're. Two. I kind of think they were. I think it's like an eighty-something game season. It's like 86, 88 game season. I think they're like sixty games in. Bucks sitting on top of the Eastern Conference at the moment, and the Nuggets on top of the Western Conference. So. I mean, Gian- Giannis versus Jokic, um, best of seven. That would be a must shoot in television. 
Okay, well, that's enough basketball. When we come back, we'll be talking about the UCL Premier League, Champions League, and then we will get to the special, kind of unheard of sports that aren't really promoters ads as much. So we'll all hear that on the Sports Desk on your Friday afternoon. Royal Blood, come on over on the Sports Desk on your Friday afternoon. Big and Royal it's time. Blood fan, Sam. Big yes. Big fan. What, what album was that one off, by the way? Uh, I don't know. It's the one with <laughs> that picture. Uh, that picture, oh yeah, that is the, I think that's the, is that the first, it's the first or the Self-titled. second? Self-titled. Self-titled, that's the first one. Um, so let's get into the world of the round ball game and there's been some Champions League and Europa games this weekend. Oh. This week, I should say. Um, so we'll just go a few, a couple of the results, some shock round of 16, leg two results. Uh, so Benfica defeated Club Brugge. A 5-1. Chelsea defeated Dortmund 2-0. Oh, now, for, for, for them to have such a terrible run this year in the Premier League, they must be putting all their might oh. on this competition because... I swear, Ch- Chelsea and Madrid can have the worst league seasons ever, but they always seem to pull out a... Cup competition, yeah. I don't know why. It's, gonna, it's something... Imp- just kind of bred within them, or just the culture of the club is just—it's quite amazing, but infuriating in the same sense. Yeah, I look. I don't want to face them again. I've got yeah. PTSD from the mm. um, last time City met Chelsea in the Champions League, but oh, we won't thanks. mention that any further. <laughs> uh, Bayern defeated PSG two nil, three nil aggregate. Love to see. So it. PSG are out. And potentially that could have been uh, yeah. Messi's last Champions mm. League campaign as well, they might be saying. You yeah, rumours he could be going um, either Saudi League or MLS. That's so, what I've heard. I'd, I'd love to see him back in um, Argentina, though. Like, I think that's kind of like I would tune in for those games. Uh, money talks, unfortunately, in the world no, of the game. Is, it is. It's a beautiful game, but it's also... Uh, and I really don't... Like, I know Ronaldo's gone to Saudi, but it would be such a shame like yeah. <laughs> to go there. Like, I'd rather them go to the MLS, to be honest. Oh, same. At least kind of the MLS, kind of like you kind of, there's, you can see why they do. I mean, live, live in the States, kind of live it up. But there's also, there's, there's competition there. There's kind of like, there's different yeah. winners. It's not just kind of, it doesn't just serve a purpose to kind of like promote them. There's like, there's actual league. It's not, because with the Saudi league, Ronaldo is the Saudi league. The Saudi league is Ronaldo. At least with the MLS, it's kind of, there's different kind of factors to it. Uh, AC Milan and Tottenham drew nil nil. Tottenham got a red card in that game. Just trying to see who that uh, was. Yeah, um, Spurs have uh, done what all oh, Spurs do, and uh, they have been eliminated once again. In the yeah, round one, of nil on, one nil aggregate. So yeah, they're out of that competition as well. But yeah, I think um, with the PSG, that marks the twelfth year, twelfth year under the um, Qatari Investment Fund that they have failed to take out the holy grail of uh, sport. And against Bayern, out of all things, who um, knocked them over the final hurdle a couple of years ago. Yeah, no, I, I wouldn't really want to be facing Bayern in a round of 16. They look very sharp at the moment. Uh, mm. Also, uh, results. Oh, that is the results for that. Uh, but the rest of the games are next week. So next yeah. Wednesday, we'll be able to talk more about them on Monday. Yeah. Porto mm. play Inter. Uh, mm. Into a one nil up in aggregate at the moment. The Marino Man Derby. City and RB Leipzig one one draw at the moment in aggregate. They play Wednesday seven am as well. How are you feeling? Uh, I here, don't know. Here and there, here and there. <laughs> I don't know. That's apprehension, Adam. Mm. Two nil uh, aggregate for Napoli over Frankfurt, and Real Madrid and Liverpool five two. Oh, um, so. Look, I don't know how to read Liverpool at the moment. I really don't. I mean, <laughs> they've got a massive... They've came back from three goals down once before against Barca, but I think Barca, when they were back then, compared to Real, I think it's just a different beast. Especially the Bernabeu. Like, if they pull that off, then 
Jürgen should have, I mean, he probably will end up with a statue, but he should have a statue um, outside Anfield if he can pull that off. And we'll talk more about Liverpool when we talk about the Premier League, but uh, they've really climbed back up into things. So oh, exactly. I, I don't know. I mean, after 7 0 uh, this week, which we yeah, all Yeah, we'll have to see how that plays out. Uh, also in the Europa League, um, it is the round of 16, leg two, leg two of two. I'll read you a few of these. Arsenal uh, drew 2 2 with Sporting. Um, actually, I don't know because no, I think it was the, uh, the who uh, went through. That <laughs> <laughs> was the uh, opening leg. Um, yeah, Arsenal and Sporting drew two two. Uh, the Battle of the Unions, uh, Berlin and Saint Gilles three all. Uh, my boys, uh, Leverkusen, very happy about this. Uh, knocked off the Hungarian outfit French Varos two uh, 0 Love it. And uh, Roma knocked off Sociedad two 0 Shakhtar and final uh, played out one all draw. United uh, bounced back from the humiliation of the seven nil to knock off Batista uh, 4-1 at Old Trafford. Juve, even though they don't want to be playing this competition for what I've heard from their fans, both uh, in Australia and abroad, uh, knocked, off Fry- knocked off the underdog Freiburg um, back of the Allianz uh, 1-0. And uh, the struggling Sevilla, um, doing what they always do, winning the Europa League, um, knocking off the Turkish outfit Fenerbahce uh, 2-0. God, that would be so weird, though, if actually Sevilla actually went down because they're really struggling in the league at the moment. So it would be... Uh, be crazy times they, if they win the Europa League again, but then they kind of get knocked down to the Segunda. So it'd be a bit of a crazy com- crazy uh, situation. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Because um, it's go. been a while since we've seen the, the uh, European Leagues because of the World Cup and all mm. that's got delayed. So Oh, yeah, we've, uh, we, ne- we nearly disrespected the uh, Conference League. We forgot to go through those results. So uh, Do we really? <laughs> 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 I, honestly, I think that... Conference is a waste of time. So. Really? <laughs> oh, I like it. I think it gives kind of... Why? I just... It's, to be honest, it's all about money for UEFA and adding that competition in. But it does give teams that will get knocked off by the likes of City and Bayern 4 or 5 nil. Yeah, but the whole stage. point is you have these big European competitions yeah. because they're the best of the best, not because they're mediocre and mediocre. But I think... It's different because the funds... And I think um, the UEFA the Champions League is directed to the top five leagues... Well, not top, probably more top three leagues these days. Is um, it's very England, Spain, and probably France for PSG centric. These other leagues, because you know, a team from Romania or a team from Greece can't compete with the likes of basically the teams you kind of see year in year out in the Champions League. So I think the Conference League gives them a chance to kind of one earn a bit more cash, but also kind of makes for a bit of an even footing. Because obviously we like underdog stories, but underdog stories don't happen that often. So it kind of gives them a realistic chance of winning some silverware. And when the biggest team left in the um in the uh, conference league at the moment is probably Lazio or West Ham, it'd be really nice to kind of see a team that you haven't heard of kind of come from the clouds and kind of win win their biggest well, trophy ever. It might be West Ham's last shot at big silver oh, there yes, for a while. Oh yes, yes, so. that could be another. It could be like um when Wigan won it like about a decade ago um in the FA Cup, they were playing Europa, but they actually uh, were playing the second division at the same time. So it's a uh, you end up with these crazy. Uh, it's a the beautiful game is a crazy game. You end up with these uh, unique situations sometimes, don't you? Premier League time. And tomorrow we kick off 11.30, Bournemouth and Liverpool. Leeds United, Leeds United play Brighton at 2am on Sunday, as well as Everton and Brentford, Leicester and Chelsea, Tottenham and Nottingham Forest, and then 4.30, Crystal Palace and Manchester City. Man United play Southampton on Monday at 1am. West Ham play Aston Villa at the same time, uh, as well as Fulham and Arsenal and Newcastle and Wolves play mm. 
uh, 3.30 a.m. on Monday. So we'll be dissecting them uh, a bit on the Monday show. But a few big games there. Leicester and Chelsea. Want to see a bit more from um, Mr. Suter? Unfortunately, was dropped. I'm hoping for our co-host Jerry's sake and all that, that uh, the Foxes kind of can rebound and kind of just secure (laughs) safety per se because it's a nervous times. Do yeah, we... well, it's close from the bottom. I mean, it's, oh, exactly. it's only Leicester in 15th spot and they're Three on 24th. Points. And Bournemouth, who are sitting bottom of the relegation, are only 21. <laughs> so it's really tight towards the bottom. Could be a bit of a heartbreaker um, of a final and day. Unfortunately, we are going to see a heartbreak for one of these big teams. It's mm. inevitable that one of them is going to go down. So we don't know who it's going to be yet. Uh, but I hope it's not Leicester. Mm. Um, West Ham. I don't offend anyone, but I feel like we Everton <laughs> seem like they're too much of a. We Sam long gone and now. Adam. I must interrupt for this particular instance. We have the hot take chicken in here. That's still a working title, by the way. But if there's going to be a big club going down, I want to hear your predictions of who. Oh. Well, I, I, I mean, the producer go first. <laughs> it's not a big prediction because they're sitting there now. Mm. But I'm just going to say Everton. I don't think they're going to get out of that. Yeah. One thing I, would, be I don't say, want it to be West Ham. That'd be heartbreak. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I kind of, I wouldn't mind the Gunners going down. Honestly, I've never been a huge fan of them. I think the Gunners, funny, uh, not the Gunners, the, the hammers. hammers, the Hammers. I mean, it's a weapon one way or the other. Uh, the uh, funny thing about Everton, they actually just signed uh, Pickford, so you could end. You've re-signed for another four years or something like that. So you could end up with a really weird situation where England's national goalie yeah, is playing uh, playing against like shitty teams like my QPR and all that. <laughs> so you could end up with the thing. But uh, I'll, I'll probably say, I'll, I'll say uh, West Ham and Leeds to go down. I wouldn't mind. I reckon the Saints. I reckon the Saints will stay up. I can see the Cherry. I want. I've always liked Bournemouth. They're kind of like the nice little tiny underdog team. You'd like to see them get a win or two. So uh, I'd love for them to stay up. Arsenal sitting top still, sixty-three points. Man City in second in fifty-eight. Man Ooh. United in third in forty-nine points. <laughs> uh, and I, I think they're long gone for the title after oh. their. Absolute destruction on Monday. No chance. Tottenham in fourth spot on 45 points. Liverpool have leapfrogged Newcastle into fifth position on mm, um, yeah. 42 points. And Newcastle 41. So that battle for top four is going to be interesting. If Liverpool can mm. come off um, and get a top four spot after their season. Mm. Uh, be quite incredible. Pressure's a bit off. But, but I'd if, still think... Mm. I mean, with the quality and squad they got, you'd expect they'd be doing a lot better than what they are. It's definitely been a bit of a season for the underdogs and all that because you look 7th, 8th and ninth. Fulham, Bradford and Brentford are having some one of their best seasons of all time. I reckon if one of these two teams, if the Geordies or the uh, Scousers, um, Liverpool, Newcastle, they kind of they fall <laughs> apart, I reckon one of them could easily snag a uh, Conference League or a Europa League spot and I reckon that'd be really cool to see. Okay, let's move back home now to the A-League and only six rounds to go. Match day 20 of 26 begins tonight with Perth Glory and Western Sydney Wanderers from 10 o'clock, the awful uh, WA time. Uh, Central Coast Mariners then play MacArthur tomorrow at 5pm. Newcastle Jets play Adelaide United at 7.45. Wellington Phoenix play Sunday at 1 o'clock against Sydney FC. Melbourne City play Brisbane Raw at 3pm. And on Monday, on Labor Day, 6 p.m., uh, Melbourne Victory will play Western United. A few Oof. interesting ones there. Um, mm. The top six are Sydney going to squeeze in. They're currently sitting on 27 points, uh, one point behind Wellington Phoenix in fifth. Uh, this, this is really interesting. There's been a few mm. hiccups from Melbourne City over the last couple of weeks too. Mm. Uh, so I think they're safe for top spot, but uh, unsure. Big games there. 
Uh, Brisbane Raw finally getting a c- couple of decent wins. Uh, moved up to 10th. Mm. Uh, Melbourne victory, though. <laughs> Desperate said, for a win. Now bottom of the table. <laughs> Bit of um, a rough time at Amy Park at the moment for us. <laughs> and uh, I think I read, uh, I don't know if it's been confirmed yet, but Western United have come to an agreement with South Melbourne mm. uh, to use Lakeside uh, for part of the season next year nice. uh, until the training complex is completed mm. in Tarnit. Nice. That's really cool. I think any progress for them is good progress and just kind of a step closer to getting a permanent home that kind of gives them a de- different identity to City or Victory Arc and that'd be awesome. Okay, well, that's all the news of the round ball game. And uh, I did get tickets to the Socceroos game coming up in a few weeks' time. So that's exciting. They're almost gone. So it's going to be a full marvel in a few weeks to celebrate the Socceroos returning home. Mm. When we come back... uh, I know Jason's been waiting for it. Adam has too. The localised sport coming up. Um, maybe I'll find some info on my one just to bring in. Oh, yeah. You're next next week, Sam. You're oh, going to okay. join us next oh. week for this. <laughs> what is that, be Quidditch or something like that? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. That's all up next on the Sports Desk on your Friday afternoon on Sin. Noel Gallagher's High Flying Birds, Pretty Boy on the Sports Desk on your Friday afternoon. And now, Jason, what are we calling this segment name for, like, un, unheard sports? Oh, or? Exactly. I think that's another thing. Like the chicken, we're going to need to come up with a different – we're going to need to come up with a name in due time. Just haven't thought about it. Oh, mm. one more thing. Just before, it's just literally popped into my head right Go now. Um, something to mention big for this fight on, uh, on Sunday. Um, Tim Zhu. Tim uh, Zhu. The American name. Who is he <laughs> – <laughs> oh, the preparation. Whoever he's versing, he'll knock him out. That's my very uneducated opinion. Are we about to have a little bit of a breakdown of uh, UFC, are we, Sam? No, no, this no, is boxing. 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 Oh, okay. So no, yeah, light middleweight class. Tony Harrison, who's playing on Sunday. Uh, nice. Big main event game, uh, I think, from uh, Las Vegas Ooh. or or, the, um, or Madison Square Garden. I don't know where it is. Uh, but uh, 3 p.m. He was, he's going to step into the ring on Sunday. Massive game for... Massive, massive game. game. Massive, massive fight, fight. <laughs> uh, from Australian on the big stage. So He's undefeated, um, isn't he? Yes. He's, it was funny. I was watching a bit of the... Uh, you know the thing where they get them to sit in front of each other and just kind of chat, the face to face, face to face. Yeah, <laughs> he was just getting a lot of dislike from the the American fighter saying that he uh, he was coming from an easy easy way up coming through the Australian system. It's oh. not as difficult to get through and all of that. But you can only see when Does they start. Does anyone follow the sport enough to know if that's true or not? Uh, well, uh, no, I, I mean you can kind I of think partially. Yeah. To the, I can see his argument for that, um, mm. but I don't know. I don't know that much about boxing. But all I yeah. know is that I hope Tim Zhu cracks him one. <laughs> so, <laughs> we'll soon see on Wonderful. Sunday uh, how that turns out. But back to you guys, and we'll start off with you, Jason. It is absolutely time to do some uh, Our time rapid. To shine. It's, it's, well, we're doing the rapid fire niche sports. Well, it doesn't have to be rapid up. fire. We've got time. Uh, we do have time, but I wrapped it up to uh, keep it. Concise, well, I didn't know what kind of lineup we have, but right. we're, we're going to showcase Adam once we're done with me. Okay. So, Sam, oh, if you could be no so pressure. kind and hit the thing because it is time to go all the way over to the United States and drag in a little bit of Canada as well because my latest obsession, because Essendon were doing crap at the end of 2022, I decided to take up ice hockey. So here's our little bit of a breakdown. Once and Sam the gets the sound effect ready. <laughs> there you go. There we go. Did you know every team has their own unique goal horn? 
Actually, it seems a bit obnoxious for me, I, but <laughs> I'll tell you what: the ones that sound like a foghorn on a cruise ship, they're significantly better than the ones like the Edmonton Oilers, where it's just. I've got my I've got my personal favorite though. I think it's like the LA Kings. Oh, um, okay. Has anyone seen uh, South Park? You know Cartman. Uh, well, I know Cartman. Yeah, I, yeah I Cartman. Haven't followed every uh, every goal and all that. They kind of get him and kind of Kenny, one of the other characters, to come out. And Kenny's always dressed up in the uh, in the opposition jersey. Yeah, okay, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and like every time you just see Carmen just run out and just push him off screen. <laughs> and you just see him in the LA, LA Kings jersey, kind of like, go Kings, go Kings. Go Kings, go. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you what, an underrated goal horn, by the way, Sam, you might find interesting, is the Washington Capitals. Because not oh. only do they have the big, deep horn, but then they have sirens playing at the same time. Going, woo, woo, that's woo, um, woo. That's Ovechkin's uh, Enough about your horn. Ovechkin, yes. <laughs> you want to hear the sport? Yes. Okay. I decided to break down uh, five games that I thought they were important that happened today. First one being New York Islanders defeating the Pittsburgh Penguins in overtime in a very heated clash. Uh, you know, considering we're very near the playoffs and uh, these teams are vouching for wildcard positions. So 4-3, by the way, the Islanders in overtime, sharing the point, sharing the points in that instance. Uh, so just for context, Sam, to catch you up to how it all works, two points are awarded to a victory. Uh, for a draw, it's one point each to the team and they go to overtime to decide. So uh, that's just a little bit of context for you there. Uh, New Jersey Devils continuing to be the sleeper hit by the way, winning in a shootout against the Washington Capitals 3-2. Shootouts are always very exciting. And, yes, Alex Ovechkin's team is the Washington Capitals There we go. Team. I know ben. something. I'm proud of myself. <laughs> I accidentally called you Ben. Sorry about that. Ben is the, the name of the person who got me in the NHL. Good on you, Adam. Uh, Alex Ovechkin, the Buddy Franklin, pretty much to nice. translate of the NHL. But uh, mm. his, uh, his cap's going yeah, down. It was him and um, Sidney Crosby. They were kind of the main guys out there. Yeah. Exactly right. And uh, we're bearing down on Wayne Gretzky's record, oh, by the way. A bit, of a, a bit of a fun fact for me. And all that is that my swing club that I used to do uh, back, uh, like in the, back in like the eastern suburbs, actually the, they, uh, they sold the uh, Pittsburgh uh, Penguins uh, logo. Nice. So we had the uh, little penguin on our uh, little uh, logo going, going through the days. Uh, now, I've Specky McGee'd my favourite teams in, in the <laughs> NHL. As you know, Specky McGee went for five AFL teams. I've got about four NHL teams that I back. And one of them is the Edmonton Oilers. And I was ecstatic to see... Them defeating league leaders Boston Bruins three to two on their home turf in regulation time. It's the Boston Bruins only their ninth loss of the whole season. They have a hundred oh. points. They're leagues ahead of everyone else in the team, Bloody and that hell. has excited me greatly. Considering Edmonton currently sit in the uh, Western as a wild card team in the Western Conference, and I'm yeah. going to pull out the chicken because I think the big call is I. W- I think this is mostly my one-eyedness happening, but I reckon they'll go deep in the playoffs. The Edmonton Oilers. <laughs> That might be a big call. Also today, the LA Kings defeated the defending Stanley Cup champions, the Colorado Avalanche 5-2. Vegas Golden Knights continuing their strong form, defeating defeating Tampa Bay Lightning 4-3. And those, I think, are the five big ones to take away from Mm. today. Tomorrow, there's not much happening. Uh, There's only two games and not really too big of uh, playoffs ramifications. Panthers taking on the Chicago Blackhawks. That should be quite academic mm. for the Panthers. And the, this will be an interesting one, though. Calgary Flames versus Anaheim Ducks. Ducks haven't been performing very well They're this year, so, but the flags will... I have fl- to say it, the, uh, the uh, Ducks aren't quite so mighty at the moment. They're not exactly... I'll see myself very, out after that's that. That's a joke. very appropriate comment, though, Adam. Uh, but Sunday, I've got some very interesting ones. That being Seattle Kraken taking on the Dallas Ooh. Stars. Uh, Carolina Panthers taking on the Winnipeg Jets, another wildcard team vying for playoff position. And uh, the Oilers are taking on the Maple Leafs. And that, and that will always be a big clash. Maple mm. Leafs, they're very much like Essendon now in that they haven't won a playoff in since 2004. 
identical to the Bombers. Actually, so it's the reason why I haven't chosen them as a team because I want to avoid that team like the player. Can't handle the, the tragedy anymore. I can't handle the, the pain anymore. <laughs> so... I'm be, I'll be cheering on the Oilers in that regard, uh, but that'll be a, that'll be a very big one because the Maple Leafs are on fire right now. They sit second nice. in their division, and that is my breakdown of the NHL for this week. So We're going to introduce Adam so to smart. joining me in the niche sport coverage. What's your sport, Adam? Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, so instead of uh, we're going from ski, skiing on water to uh, diving straight into it. And um, tonight I'm doing a little introduction <laughs> to the wonderful world of uh, you of mean water, on of water ice? Um, I never mean, it's frozen water, water, but exactly. Touche. <laughs> But yeah, water polo, what a wonderful sport. Water polo is the sport. Think a mix of soccer, basketball, and rugby in the water. Now, it's funny. We, we only get to see... I think everyone seems to forget about these sports until the Olympics <laughs> Until the Olympics, it's exactly right. Literally, water polo in Australia exists for two reasons. The Olympics and the private school system. <laughs> Plus, we've been sort of with climate for years, so we're expected to have good oh, exactly. water sports. Oh. No, you're not wrong, yeah. <laughs> oh, to sum it up, it would be to not to make a pun about it all. If, if water polo without either of those two things would be uh, dead in the water, per se. <laughs> also, a great Noel Gallagher song. Just a little plug there. Uh, but yeah, it's an exciting time uh, for all kind of water polo fans or kind of people kind of making their way through the system because the National League is kind of launching this week. The Australian Water Polo League is Australia's premier domestic competition, basically like the A League or the AFL, just with not as much money. <laughs> But the, a- the AWL is so important for players. Uh, quite a few I actually played against. So right. I-, I used to play um, throughout uh, high school, and I'm kind of way I'm taking it back. Kind of want to represent RMIT in the future. But essentially, a um, bit of background for me. I actually went uh, played water polo at a state level, and it went to national championships both with uh, SA, like South Australia, just kind of as a little draft player. I'm about like 2020. Interesting times. And also I went out with my, my local club uh, when I was kind of in year eight. And it's an amazing sport. Like, it's so much fun, but it's brutal. What you see above the um, is not what you can see above the uh, pool, above the kind of the pool line. It's what you, goes on underneath. You're it. about to make an iceberg metaphor there, are you? Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. It, um, it's a lot more violent under the water per se. One of the best stories I have is that I is that once I was playing like I think it was under twelves, and I was kind of the goalie, and I was kind of like I saved and I was really excited, and I was kind of I was trying to lean back to kind of actually launch the ball, and I throw it, wax it up against like the little crossbar. Fly straight into the goal. I became, I think, the first ever goalie to score an own goal in water polo. <laughs> I, I try and ping it, goes against the crossbar, flies back in. That's wow. I was absolutely mortified. That has to be a skill in itself. But the exciting part for you is, as you were telling me, uh, the season kicks off soon. Exactly. It is our first round of game, first round of games this week, both in the ladies and the guys. Uh, Sydney Uni Lions, so Sydney University Lions, we're looking to go three in a row in the uh, men's comp. Queensland Thunder, so the representative of Queensland, is uh, looking to go three in a row in the, the ladies comp. From Victorian perspective, um, Victorian water polo has been struggling the last couple of years. We just haven't had the numbers or the finances to field a team. So um, it's really exciting that this year, for the second year in a row, the Victorian Phoenix will be representing the state. And that gives people the opportunity, like my age, to actually kind of get a pathway in the system and stop them going to um, stop them going to rival clubs. Because especially Sydney's like the heartland of water polo, very similar to rugby. If right. you want to play water polo, you go to Sydney. So it's really exciting. But yeah, opening opening round uh, will be really interesting, and I'm I'm definitely be tuning into community TV to kind of watch a couple of games. This should <laughs> be really good. exciting. Okay, awesome. there you go. Definitely. That okay. is my niche sport, and that is Adam's niche sport. We'll try and keep up with covering that as the year goes along. And Sam, we challenge you to do the same very yeah, very no. soon. I, I will have mine ready for next week. Excellent, that's great. <laughs> uh, and that be... gentlemen was the sports desk. Yeah, we've got a big week next week. Of course, round one of the AFL. 
so big massive preview on Monday afternoon. Oh, yeah. It is the round um, one roundtable discussion. Oh. You don't want to miss it. Uh, so 5pm we'll be back on Monday and, of course, Friday as well. Stay up to date on our social media uh, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can even check out a few clips. I think we posted one this week of the crazy, the hot take chicken. That That's we've been its official using. name now. Yeah, we'll go with it. Right, hot take hot chicken. Take chicken. <laughs> if you may say something controversial, you're going to get pinged for it. So be careful with what you say. Uh, well, that about does it for us. This has been the Sports Desk on your Friday afternoon. We'll see you next week. See you guys.